straight from Boston, it's Founder Thought, the show that has everything from advice, ideas, and inspiration from founders and business owners that made it all happen. On today's episode, we speak with Elena Rapucci, founder of Simple Sips, a company making delicious, fresh cocktail blends. We talked about product development, networking, and bringing joy to the customer. Welcome to Founder Thought. So today we are here with Elena from Simple Sips. Make sure I'm saying that correctly. (laughs) Simple Sips. So um, in a quick sentence, just tell us a little bit about your product and who you are. Yeah. So Simple Sips is a fresh cocktail mix. Mm -hmm. We use fresh purees, fresh juices. We make all of our herbal syrups in-house with fresh herbs. Mm. So we basically make them like the restaurants do and we bottle them so customers can enjoy them at home Mm -hmm. or bars, restaurants, caterers, food service professionals can provide fresh quality drinks that taste amazing every single pour. That's Mm -hmm. something that is really challenging in the food service industry. You could have a bartender who's been on for two days or a bartender who's been on for 20 years and Mm -hmm. the customer expects a perfect drink every time. And so we really wanted to provide a product that was premium, completely fresh, exactly what they would make by scratch, and then have it bottled so they can do it quickly, easily, and consistently. So uh, I'm going to jump right away. How we came up with the idea? Because this is... uh, Obviously, like, I know people say you do this at home all the time. I'm not sure if people do it or not. But how we came up with the idea, like, yeah, you say, okay, you know what? I'm going to make it max. How we yeah. came up with the idea? So I have a lot of different health-related things. So sure. I'm gluten-free, I'm egg-free, I'm dairy-free, you know, so on and so forth. And so I couldn't really join in on beer drinking. Sometimes wine would bother me. Don't sure. know if it's the sulfates, whatever. But I was always drawn to cocktails because okay. you could get such a complex flavor profile out of every single sip, whether it's like you're tasting fresh herbs or florals and the alcohol adds another dimension. Just every piece of it was so interesting to me. So I was always drawn to cocktails and I would spend hours making these like concoctions of these syrups (laughs) that were like insanely challenging to make. And my kitchen would be like completely sticky, sugar, water (laughs) everywhere. I'm like pureeing my own pears because I couldn't find one that I liked. And then I'd have, like, two cocktails. (laughs) And I'm like, why can't I just buy a fresh cocktail mix? I want it to taste like it's from the bar, but I don't want to do the work. And then I was like, I'm going to create this product. It it shouldn't not exist. I should be able to go to a store and get this. So, uh, Jump, you did not have experience with uh, bartender before? No, I worked in catering for a long okay, time, okay. and I have a lot of experience in like event planning. I did fundraising and event planning for a nonprofit for a okay. number of years, so that kind of guided me a little bit. My mom used to be a chef, so okay. that also guided me a lot. Um, but no, I was a fashion designer for um, around ten years. I have no experience as a bartender. So you jump for this. You said, "Okay, I'm going to develop my cocktail," and then start working. So do I assemble at home? Yeah, I I called the health department in Boston and I'm like, can I make this out of my house? <laughs> and he's like, absolutely not. <laughs> so and then he told me about the Commonwealth Kitchen, which is in Dorchester. Yeah. It's a community kitchen where they do a lot of support for food entrepreneurs that have an idea. And at the time, there was this program, I think it's called something different now, but it was called Food Biz 101. And you have mm-hmm. to apply for it, present your idea And if you get accepted, it's like a weekly thing that you do for a few months and then you like graduate from it and then you can apply for the kitchen Hmm. and they teach you how to make the label. They teach you about like, how do you make the nutrition piece of the label? What do you need on a label? How do you, you know, make it safe? What things do you need to get your ducks in a row to actually launch a safe product and get approved with the city of Boston Mm -hmm. and the state of Massachusetts? And so They introduce you to, like, the Lawyers for Civil Rights is a great organization that helps small businesses and all these different pieces of the puzzle that you need. The Commonwealth Kitchen kind of brings them all together and Mm. helps you through the creation of the process. So without them, I I don't know if I'd have a product today. I mean, they really guided me very specifically through the steps, which Mm. helped. That doesn't mean it was any easier than (laughs) it was extremely challenging because I didn't have food experience. And so, you know, I got all my ducks in a row and I got the approval. I was approved by the state and I had my label and everything was good. And then I got into the kitchen and I made a bunch of product and I was like, oh, I need customers to buy this. <laughs> like, <'cause laughs> the you're number so, one ingredient. Yeah, you're like so focused on getting it. And of course, my friends and family bought sure, it. I've, but like, no. you, they can only support you for so yes. long. Then you need 
to grow and get customers mm-hmm. and do events and farmers markets. And it became this whole thing where I came out of the product development thing, which I was really good at because I was in fashion. So I knew how to make it. I knew how to develop a product, make it look great and taste great. And then the customer piece was like, oh, geez, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now we really got to I have the inventory. We got to sell it. So I entered the next phase of, mm. of my business. So uh, how you came up with the name? So Simple Sips or yeah. the names of the cocktails? Because those no, are... Simple Sips, let's talk about the name because it's very, very unique name, very easy. I like, think it's very telling. Very telling. Like yeah. Simple yeah. Sip, if, like if I drink cocktail, probably I don't care. Okay, I know what she's talking about. So how we came up with the name? So we actually went back and forth between A Sip of Boston, which was an Instagram I had started prior to starting the company. And I would like go around, taste different cocktails, take pictures, post about them, things like that. And I was between that, and then I came up with Simple Sips because I really wanted something that would encompass that it's everything you need for a craft cocktail, everything mm-hmm. you need for a signature fresh cocktail. All you have to do is add the liquor. And so I was trying to think of what's a name that could go across, even if I develop new products. Say I decided to do rimming salts, or I'm not going to do that. But if I wanted to, I wanted all my products to align with something that was simple and easy Everything you could possibly need, you just add one ingredient. And when the process developed the name, it was by yourself or you had people? How you can, because I know develop yeah. a name is not easy. Because like we, when yeah. we develop a name, we go back and forth like months sometimes. Yeah. Does make sense. Does not make sense. Well, how, so how you can develop the name? So um, I did everything oh, myself. Wow. <laughs> I designed all the labels myself. I oh, wow. Everything that you see is um, something that I did. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I... Honestly, I crowdsource everything I do. So it's the name. I Every person I talk to, do you like Simple Sips or a Sip of Boston? Like, do you like those? What do you think mm-hmm. about them? Ask all my coworkers, random people, anybody mm-hmm. who would let me ask them a question, I would ask them. Mm. And we weighed, I weighed the pros and cons, asked my parents, looked at both of the ideas and said, I feel like Simple What's Sips. What's the name was? Boston? A Sip of Boston. Yeah, a Sip of mm. Boston. Yeah. So we, I just crowdsourced it. Mm. And I, you know what? A lot of things, I feel like making a decision is better than an indecision. And that's yes. just something mm-hmm. I try to you live by. You have to make it, yeah. You have to make a decision. Yeah, so yeah. I figured I can always rebrand if I have to. Like, mm-hmm. let's get moving. Let's mm-hmm. make this product. So couldn't print the labels without the name. So I had to land. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I came up with a label because I really wanted something fun. Mm-hmm. The colors of the cocktails have the really bright, fresh fruits in them. So I wanted the labels to really stand out and have bright colors on them. And I don't know how I came up with all those designs. I wanted to show fruit on it, but I wanted it to look kind of sketched. So design the fruit behind the logo and the bright Very colors. Very cool. So now I do have a lot of questions, <laughs> but I'm going to ask because I think a lot of people are interested in this. I'm interested in this. Now, because I know developing fresh food is not easy because now how we keep it fresh how you keep it does not go bad because i think especially because sometimes like entrepreneur people oh, i can do this but when you get ready to do it it's a lot of stuff involved right so how you learn those how, how so what's the process every when i was starting every single person that was guiding me said you need this to be a shelf stable product you need it and i fought back against that every single time because that's not our value proposition is that we are a fresh product if you cook fruit it's not going to taste fresh. It's going to taste cooked. Mm-hmm. If you sure. cook pear, it tastes like pear pie. It tastes cooked. So that was really important to me that I did not cook the fruits. I wanted it to taste fresh squeezed. So that in itself was a massive challenge, which is probably why there's barely any other brands like ours out there. But I did, I took a class, Better Process Control School. You have to take it um, for, I actually didn't have to take it, but I decided to take it. And I took a lot of different classes on different pasteurization methods and like how I could possibly extend my shelf life safely. I don't use any preservatives mm. in anything. So I have to use other means to pasteurize my product. And not every pasteurization method is available to you when you're small. Because I can't go running 10,000 gallons of a product. I don't have mm-hmm. that many customers. Sure. So when I first started, my shelf life was 30 days because I couldn't afford any pasteurization. Mm-hmm. So we were in glass bottles. It was a very different product because I didn't want to use plastic. I wanted it to feel high end. And then I, once I learned more about different pasteurization methods, I found one that worked for us. It required me to switch to plastic mm-hmm. bottles, which is what kind of ignited the shift. 
And then it extended my shelf life to six months. Oh, wow. So that completely changed our ability. We could then be in stores. Yeah. I was able to then get my wholesale license because I could be in stores. I could, you know, it can sit in a warehouse for a month or two and then ship out to a customer. And it's, the truth is the shelf life is longer than six months even. Sure. That's just when I stopped my yeah. testing. But you can't have access to those until you get your quantities up. So it's a real, and that's like the name of the game with small mm -hmm. business. It's the hustle of the, the uncomfortable in-between phases, you know, when you're not with a distributor yet, but you have to get the product to restaurants because the distributor won't take you on unless you have restaurants. Mm -hmm. So you're driving to restaurants all over New England <laughs> <laughs> to get them the product. And you're always in this like uncomfortable phase. And that's what it was really like developing a fresh product was it was very uncomfortable because I had to sell it as a 30-day shelf life for a really long time mm -hmm. until I could get Is there. it? Does it require refrigeration right now? Yes. It does. Okay. But yeah. it's six months, I know, yes? Yes. Okay, so now, uh, because I, I think I saw when I looked at you on Instagram, it looks like you are in stores. Yes, we are in stores. Uh, yeah, uh, are you in any big stores or liquor stores? So we or? do really well in liquor stores and yeah. like specialty gourmet shops. Yeah. Um, we're talking to a couple of groceries and trying to pick a right time to launch because when you, I'm sure you've talked to other founders of yeah. um, consumer packaged good companies, if you're going to launch in a store, you have to have your staff in there doing tastings or yeah. it's going to fail. And if it fails, they don't take you back. Sure. It's not, you have one shot. If you don't make it, you're out. So it's really a challenge because, yeah, I want to say, yeah, I'd love to be in Whole Foods tomorrow. But the reality is I need to be ready. I need to have my staff. I need to have X amount of staff members ready to do tastings every mm -hmm. week or it's not going to sell. Because I'm I'm putting something out there that's different. Customers aren't mm. looking for a fresh mix next yeah. to, you know, other things in the refrigerator. So I have to really put the work in to drive customers there. Mm. So uh, now you're on liquor stores. Yes, okay. liquor stores. And you do very good with liquor stores, yes? Yeah, we do pretty well. So how we get the how we get inside the liquor store? Do you have to sign up with like uh, did they sign up with like this distributor? Uh, so distributor. It just, yeah, yeah, so it depends on the store. Some stores only work with three distributors and if yeah. you're not with those distributors, get so out of my store, yeah. I don't want to talk to you. Mm -hmm. Some stores look for small businesses mm -hmm. because like they having unique products that the big distributors okay. don't have yes. is special to them. It's important yes, yes. to them. Okay. So those are the stores that you want to get in when you're an up and coming food business. You want to mm. get in with the stores that a customer walks in and they say, oh, we have this new brand. We met them at a farmer's market. They're super hyper local. You'll love them. Like those store owners and those type of stores are the ones you want to be in mm -hmm. as a small food business to start and to launch because they're going to go to bat for you. They're mm. excited about mm -hmm. you. They know you personally and they'll let you deliver it to their store and, and they'll pay you directly, which is more work for the store. So working, paying out 50 to 200 vendors is a lot more work than paying mm. three distributors. Mm. So those stores who are willing to take you on, it's a lot of work for them, mm. but you have to find them. And I think I, it's all about, like, if you have the right product, too, right? If you have right. the right product that they're looking for that's going to bring in their customers, right. keep bringing their cus customers are coming back to them because of it, then it's right. going to be worth those, it. So. like, have different, probably, it's luxury store. I will, uh, like, those when you go for a store, even if you go for a cheese store, like, they it's almost they treat you differently. Oh, let me let you test this. We got this from Texan or whatever. They, yeah. Uh, because uh, go for cheese places. Anyway, uh, come <laughs> back. Uh, I, I love missed the I missed half of what you just said. I love the cheese. I heard so it. You lost. go for the cheesy places. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> I love the cheese. Uh, so come back here uh, because you are also you're on a restaurant. We So our largest growing segment of our business is our food service side, which is catering, restaurants, bars, I think like I was even like, like, if I go for a side and tell them, is not, this does not take, like, is, do they, uh, like, say, no, this is going to affect our business? Or they excited for it? Because I feel if I, like, I'm thinking about if I am a restaurant, I don't want somebody to come to me use this because I want to have spe something special in my store. Yeah, so it really depends on the establishment. We're not right for every restaurant. Yeah, okay. But but the restaurants we are right for are high end, high volume. So okay. if you have a packed bar and you want to provide a high quality product, a high quality drink, and you have you're paying ten really expensive bartenders who are very experienced and they're squeezing the juice, <laughs> how many drinks are you serving? Mm. Because you can only do so many. 
-hmm. If you have a fresh product that you can pour and pour and serve in under one minute, I mean, under 30 seconds, really, you're increasing your turnover. So if you want to provide a high quality product and you need to do it quickly, consistently, and like crank out a lot of them, that's where our product comes in because it's like a really busy Boston bar or restaurant they don't have time to be like drip dropping little, like they don't have time for it. Sha- like uh. shaving like yeah. shreds of and whatever. And- exactly. And there are restaurants who do do that and yeah. that's their specialty and we're not the product for them. Mm. But for the bar- for the bars and restaurants that are pushing out so much, we're perfect for them because you, there's so little, I think it's like 80% of the restaurant industry aren't coming back after the pandemic. Pandemic. They after the pandemic, a lot of the restaurant industry workers aren't coming back. They mm-hmm. exited the industry because they don't feel like it's a safe industry to be in. It's not resistant to everything. So they can't pay somebody to come. Oh, can you come in at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. to batch all of our cocktails for the night? They don't have that ability anymore like they used mm-hmm. to. It's really hard to get staff. So our product is perfect for this period of time where customers still expect high end. But they mm-hmm. don't have the staff to be pre-batching these things. Mm. Yeah. And I'm going through the process of pasteurizing these so they have a long shelf life. Whereas if you are at a restaurant and you're batching for the night, that's probably going to last you seven mm. days. So It's you probably a lot of waste to too, right? Like I would imagine right. that there's probably so much that they – like I, I just remember like slices of lemons and slices of stuff that's – one, first of all, it's right. sitting out there. And it's probably a lot of it's wasted anyways. And this is a product that could – basically get around all that and it's already made and it's just an easy pour and yeah i can definitely see there's a lot of benefit to that for sure and for caterers like you think about um a catering company that we're we're working going to be working with and next is the catered affair they're Mm. one of the largest catering companies in boston and they'll have an event where they are providing drinks for two thousand people (laughs) so when you look at a situation like that you want to provide them something very high-end but you, there's it would be such an undertaking to make enough simple syrup for that and then puree the fruits for that and then find the juices and then batch it in these massive drum like it would just be so challenging mm. whereas we can provide that product for them mm. so golf courses who mm-hmm. have how many restaurants or bars within their their umbrella and that's like and they're just cranking drinks out we were just in the PGA and like the first delivery they sold out and like on a Monday. I'm like, the door, oh, didn't, wow. even, the door didn't even start <laughs> yet. <laughs> wow. So it's like when you're trying to do volume, that's when we fit in. So do you how, have, I had one question. Do you yeah. have different size bottles yes. too? For so like, this, is, oh, okay. this 16 ounces are yeah. retail size. So this okay. is what that I sell sense. direct to consumers through yeah. my website at markets, events, and liquor stores. And then our one liter size is for mm-hmm. restaurants and bars. Mm-hmm. But we've gotten feedback even that that's not big enough. So mm-hmm. we're looking at like a 53 ounce bottle that kind of has like a handle mm-hmm. so they can really get through a lot of yeah. so how you get how we get like for example if any entrepreneur business owner yeah it's something like this or similar food and how do they get in uh, like uh, in golf uh, courses how we find this event how we do it like yeah that? so that's where your personality as a founder and a salesperson yeah. has to come in you have to be what's called like a connector you, I was, I delivered mixes to a baby shower and I saw a card of a catering company that was attached, pulled it, gave the woman a call. Hey, I have a product that might be good for you. I'm local. I saw that you're local Mm -hmm. and be personable and call people up. Mm -hmm. It's kind of what you have to do. You don't have a choice and you make connections, you know, you know, so-and-so you met them and say, Hey, I saw you were, got a new bartending job at this bar. Mm -hmm. Would you mind introducing me to the person who makes the decisions? And just using your ability to network. And if you're not good at networking, you got to get good at it because it's not going to work. Or mm. or you can hire a salesperson if you want to, but you really have to be able to connect the dots. And I think it's important as a founder to be boots on the ground with sales for at least a, a specific amount of time because you want to get feedback. I called a restaurant who was really interested in the product and he loved it. He tasted the samples. He was ready to buy it. And I called him and he's like, I just, I, I'm so crazy busy. He's down in P-Town. He's like, we're slammed. I don't have time to train my staff. And it dawned on me, well, why don't I just make videos 
So you don't have to train your staff. So when you are launching a product, it's really important for you to be listening and talking and calling people and asking them, do you, if you don't want to use this product, why? What's holding you back? Sure. Or why do you want to use this product? So you can gear your future towards what's working mm. and kind of. So this actually, when you talk about the product, and when, when, uh, when, like, you know, because we have epiphany sometimes, you know, I do have something in my hand. When this is the first time you feel, and you know what? I do have something. When this happened, like somebody bought a product, Big order, small order, somebody, when you have that, you know, the you know what I'm asking? The first feeling. Like that feeling of like, I have something special. Like, I this is it. Special. Like, this yeah. is the thing. Like, when did you get when that? Oh, I know. Feeling. I know exactly when I got that feeling. <laughs> we, it was out of the kind of the first weekend out of lockdown. I was mm-hmm. still working full time. So I was running this business and working full time. My full time job was eating up a little more, a lot more yeah. than full time hours. Um, and it was, I think it was Memorial day weekend. I want to say was the first weekend out. And then I had a wine festival that I had signed up to be a vendor at. Mm. And it was the next weekend after that. And I had made like a thousand bottles and it was my biggest order I'd ever made. And we were like, my mom's like, how are we going to sell all this? I'm like, I don't know. We got to figure it out. And so we went to the wine festival and we completely sold out of everything. Oh, wow. And me and my parents and I were like, okay, <laughs> this is like, it's kind of now or never. And I put my notice in at my job mm. that next Monday because I realized it, it's there. It's people want it. And you, when you're at an event and people are tasting it and they're like, oh, this is so not what I expected. This is amazing. I love this. This is so good. And they're like buying six bottles of it. It just, it invigorates you and it makes you, it like kind of validifies, is that the word? Validifies mm-hmm. what you're, what you've been, you've known, to, yeah. but you always, I don't know if maybe other people don't do this, but I'm always very critical of myself and even though I've been doing markets for years now and or, or events, I'll go to an event and I'm like, I hope people like it. <laughs> like, yeah. I know they will because we have like, I think it's like over 95% purchase rate from people who try it. And I know people love it, but still like you want everyone to love everything that you mm-hmm. do. And so it's just going to markets is what really flipped the switch for me. You see, I, mm-hmm. I, this is what I want to jump in because... Obviously, as entrepreneur ourselves, I think you have to be critical of yourself. Yeah. I think I, I see, mm-hmm. for me, my opinion, and probably different people disagree, but I think you do have to be critical by oh, yourself. Yeah. Especially because sometimes entrepreneur it's in the bubble. Because there is, sometimes you feel like you own, you own by yourself. And, you know, like yeah. a lot of people, they say it from outside, looks nice. Looks amazing, but they don't understand the challenges. They don't understand how much hard work. But so I think critical part. I think I really agree with you. You have to be critical of yourself. Yeah, you have to. Be. Yeah, you have to say you know what. How I can change this? How I can improve this? Uh, because some people also it's hard time. They uh, some people they have hard time to give feedback or yeah. the right feedback. Uh, and if you're not being the character of yourself enough, nobody else is going to be. Yeah. Nobody cares also, to be honest. Right. Like, yeah, you become successful. It's not going to be in, yeah. uh, any part of it. So uh, I, I love this is character thing. Now, when you developed this, when you started, did you have a goal? Did you have like, you know what? This is my goal. I want in the next year, I want to sell 1,000 bottles or 2,000 bottles, whatever. Did you yeah. have those goals at all? Uh, so I think... I don't know if if that differs me from other founders, but I don't really, I didn't go into this with, this is what I'm, I'm going to go into this. I'm going to build it by this age and I'm going to get out and I'm going to sell it for this much money. And like, that was never my intention. I started this company because I truly love bringing people together mm-hmm. and I've always wanted to provide a product that enhanced people's time together. I really feel like that's what's most important in life when you, you know, at the end of your life, when you look mm-hmm. back on what you've done and it's about who you've impacted, how have you helped people? How have mm-hmm. you enhanced other people's life? That's what everyone's talking about. And I really wanted to create that product. And I also have a dream of like having a headquarters where people want to come to work. Mm-hmm. And I read the founder of Zappos, who RIP is no longer with us. Mm-hmm. He wrote Delivering Happiness, which is an amazing book. I think anyone who's going to start a company should read it. And it's all about just like 
bringing joy to your customers any way you can. And I, that's why I started this company. Cocktails bring me joy, and I really wanted mm-hmm. to bring other people joy. A funny mm-hmm. thing, actually. I just finished reading a book over the weekend talking about the dreams big. When yeah. they tell you dream big, and I'm going to actually satisfy your point. Solidify your point because what they talk, I never thought about this way. But when they talk, when you dream big, the fact does not matter, really, what you dream. When you dream big, fact does not matter. But also, they really highlight the point. If you go in any business just if you want to make a million dollars or two, really. You're not gonna, you're not gonna be fulfilled in the end. You're not gonna be happy about it in the end. Right. Even if you make the money, you're not. But if you have like a goal, like what you're saying, you know, I want, I want to make different people life. I want to bring people together. And then actually you're going to be very happy about you because, and you're going to be, have success right away. Yeah, success is going to happen. Because success general, is not success by is money, happen. success yeah. by happiness. How right. much you have happy? Success is really, what is success? I mean, I, when I was a designer, every time I was promoted, I wasn't like, okay, great, success, done. <laughs> like you want the next thing. And so I talk about this a lot, like with my boyfriend, it's, I want to enjoy the journey. I want to have fun while we're doing this. I want to go to events. I want to make people laugh. I want to hear my customers enjoy. I want people to post on Instagram so I can see how much fun they're having. I want to enjoy this journey together. It's not, I don't want to be 70 years old and be like, success, I made it. And I want Mm -hmm. to have fun while I'm doing this. And part of the reason I wanted to start my own company is because I wanted to have the freedom to do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. I wanted to be able to grow my company at the pace I wanted to. A lot of people constantly are telling me, you got to grow fast, quicker, quicker. You have to be the first, the fastest. And I don't want to be sitting on my throne at the top with my millions alone, unmarried, without, <laughs> I, I, that's not the life I want. That's not my dream. My dream mm-hmm. is to have a family, to be close with my family, to be close mm-hmm. with my friends, to keep those relationships alive. So it's not so much about, I got to hit these numbers and get to the end of the road. It's how do I make something that's sustainable, that makes people happy, that makes me happy, that people are excited to work for me and come to work and be together. And that's that's my dream is to create something that makes everybody happy to be a part of. Funny thing about the headquarters, because actually this one from our one, we want to actually develop a company where uh, like the headquarters for us, Obviously, this is like where I was to, uh, office side now, but we want to develop actually a place. Do you, have you watched the movie The Intern? Uh, Robert De Niro and Hathi. Uh, I don't know if I have. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a good movie. I should watch it. Yeah, it's a story yeah. yeah. of the really lady, cute. like how she built yeah. the business. But well, this is the company I want to have. Like, yeah. people like the want cool to be there. Space, cool open, office space, open. Like, you ride your bike inside the office. Have you been to the Zappos headquarters? No, I know. Oh, highly recommend. I'm like big fan of Vegas. And me and my sister, when we went out there together, we did like a road trip. We flew out there, you know, went all the way down to Arizona. But we met this couple at the bar and I was like, I have always wanted to go to the headquarters. I read the book. But I'm like on and on and on. And like the guy's looking at me, she's looking at me and they're like, well, I work there. So <laughs> we can give you a tour tomorrow if you oh want. And I'm like looking at my sister like, this is it. This is my moment. And so they like picked us up. We went yeah. to the headquarters. Like HR has a ball pit. Oh my God. Um, when you go, I think his last name is Shay, Tony Shay. He, the founder, he like, everybody has a normal desk. And, like, you can call Zappos, I don't know if this is still the case, and be like, where's the nearest place for me to get my dog washed? And they'll, like, help you figure it out. Because the customer service is at the center of what they do. And just being – they ask all their employees, like, what what would make your life easier? And they were like, oh, well, I don't want to leave to get my nails done. They brought a nail salon in. Like, just (laughs) every – it was just – it's the epitome, epitome of joy at work. And they love it. I mean, they moved their headquarters, I think, from California to Vegas, and, like, yeah. most of their company moved. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, who does that, you oh, know? Yeah. So I think you should definitely visit it. It inspired me and helped me develop my dream of someday working somewhere and owning something that people would be so excited to come Amazing. to work. Yeah. So awesome. now, when you build in this journey from building business, did you have a support team? Because I think if you don't, like, this is a challenge because, like, like what me and Stephen and Lucky, we have each other, support yeah. each other. Like, really, we support each other a lot. We talk with each other. And it's not all the time fun, but we, we do it. We <laughs> yeah. go through it. So did yeah. you have a support team? So when I first started the company, 
I didn't really have anyone. And Mm. that was really, really, really challenging. And then over the course of the pandemic, I'd moved home with my parents so I could quit my job because I wanted to be in a very like safe, sound financial position when I did quit my job. And that's when my business really jolted to the next level because I had their support. I could bounce ideas off them. They would come to the kitchen with me, even if we were there till two in the morning. And then over this past holiday season, my boyfriend now, when we met, he, we were like dating for a week and he was at the kitchen helping Mm -hmm. lift things. He was staying with us till the wee hours in the morning because I had signed up for all these markets and I (laughs) didn't know how to make enough product for it. I sold out in like a week. I thought I had enough for two months. And so it was like just this rush and without them coming in and helping me through it, I would, I would not be, I wouldn't have, we grew a thousand percent year over year last year and we would have totally fell on our face if it wasn't for them. And I, I don't know how people start companies without a support system, because if you like, if I wasn't able to move home, if I didn't have them coming to the kitchen with me, Mm -hmm. not only would I not have been able to afford to pay staff, I don't even know if I'd be able to find it. Mm. Come who would come to the kitchen and stay with you till two in the morning. That's Mm. like insane. Mm -hmm. And so just without a support system, I'm sure it's possible. I don't know how people would do it. And then I think getting a chance to talk to other businesses, which Mm. I'm sure so Mm -hmm. many people say to you guys, but being able to have conversations, you know, I'm scaling up and I'm considering opening my own facility versus Mm -hmm. using somebody else's equipment. What should I do? Help Mm -hmm. me through this. And getting their opinion and then asking the next person, then asking the next person and helping form your position on the next phase forward off of what other people think because it can be kind of lonely by yourself (laughs) making decisions yeah absolutely and i I had a question i just wanted to jump in really quick i had a question about um like balance like you talked a little bit about how like you know you were working full-time and then you sort of moved into this full-time position of the company how do you what's your current like life work-life balance like now and how do you manage that so i am constantly reminding myself Mm -hmm. that it's about the journey. It's not about the end goal. And I don't want to be at the end alone because Mm -hmm. that I think is something that is so easy to lose sight of. Mm -hmm. And I, there are days where I'll just endlessly work. I'll don't get up from my desk or I'm driving all over New England. And I have been working straight for like two and a half weeks. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I haven't taken a day Mm -hmm. off and I just have to remind myself what's important. And I make it a point to try as hard as I can to never miss anything. Mm -hmm. And if it means I have to cancel an event, I have to cancel an event. But if my family's having a party, I'm not going to miss that because I Mm -hmm. I did. I missed a lot. And I have family members who are no longer with us. And Mm -hmm. I'll never get those memories back. Mm -hmm. And it's somebody said to me once, you can always find more money. Mm -hmm. You can take loans out. You can get investors. You can always get more money. You can never get more time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important because it's the truth. Mm -hmm. It's when you, when time is gone, that's it. You're never getting it back. So just reminding myself of that every single day when I'm like, it's like, okay, it's eight o'clock. I think I'm going to like call it tonight and just (laughs) like watch like a 15 minutes of TV and go to bed. Like just being okay with taking a day off every so often and not pushing yourself to the brink. And it also helps me to think about my health. Yeah. Like if I'm not sleeping enough and I'm not healthy, I'm not going to be able to support my customers. Yeah. And I feel to produce product and think and make good decisions. So absolutely. absolutely. So it's just like a constant reminder of what's important because you'll just totally lose sight of it. Yeah, absolutely. So now when we come back for the product, uh, question for you: uh, How we come up with that? Each one name. Each one has a name. Yes. Yeah. Okay. How we come up with these names? So we, I love puns. I think they're so funny. <laughs> I don't know if it's yeah. just like it's just me. I think they're great. And so some of the names I came up with on my own. Me, my parents. You know, we mm-hmm. thought talked about it together. But the more recent ones, I usually crowdsource them. I put mm-hmm. it out on Instagram. Like, hey, these are the ingredients what do you think I should name this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and awesome. people come up with the best ideas. We oh, have wow. like a holiday <laughs> holiday flavor we did. It's We used figs from France. We did maple syrup from New York, fresh lemon juice. We made like a holiday 
uh, spice syrup. And I'm like, what should we call this? And so Instagram named it Fig and Delish. And it was awesome. like, so great. You know, they're my customers are like way smarter than me with this stuff. So I just let them decide anything I'm trying to figure out and I can't. Yeah. I just That's ask great. my customers what they want to do. That's so perfect. now what your biggest challenge so far? So... I know this question a lot of people will ask, but I'm not looking at the challenge in business, but like, you know, it's in business, but like, uh, like I, I, yeah, what's your biggest challenge? I, so I think there's two. There's one related to being a woman yeah. and one related to, well, could also be related to, more like me as a person, but something I was not prepared for, which obviously in hindsight I look at and I should have been prepared for, is the physical toll that running a product-based business will take on you. Sure. When it comes to, like, I'm the one lifting the milk crates sure. of 30 mm. bottles, and I'm stacking a pallet higher than myself. I'm the one doing that. So there's, when you own the company, you kind of forget, like, oh, that's going to be me lifting all of <laughs> and me doing it. And so, like, the physical strain, every time I sign up for a farmer's market, like, it seems like, oh, it's just a farmer's market. Mm-hmm. I have to lift the coolers into mm-hmm. the van. I have to lift them out of the van. And just the physical toll of owning a business is so challenging for me. And maybe I should have done CrossFit before I started. <laughs> I don't know. You should but... be super fit by now, though, right? <laughs> right. I'm like, I You're wish like I was. Yeah. <laughs> if I had time for CrossFit, I would 100% do it. It's just like, it's hard. It's hard yeah. to be strong enough to do all the events and do all the things you want to do because yeah. that's how you're moving your business forward. You're out there, you're on the road, you're bringing bottles places and it's hard. And then I would say the other challenge that's been really hard for me is like being a woman, you have a cycle and your moods are up and down. And there are days of the month where you're just wiped. You mm-hmm. like you're exhausted. Your body's tired. You are mentally exhausted and you're not making good decisions. You can't think straight. And if you're the only one running the company, there's really no like backup. <laughs> if mm-hmm. you are having a bad day, I'm sure if you know you have a partner and starting a business, it's probably a lot safer. But I think being kind to myself when it's time for me to just like, whoa, my body's not doing well. Mm. Any little bit, like a customer could say one little thing and I'm like getting choked up about it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that that's my cue. I think I need to take a nap, <laughs> you know, but being cognizant of like, I'm a female. I have like a cyclical mood swing sure. lifestyle and being kind to myself about that and recognizing it versus like, I should be able to push through every single day and be on every day. Like, that's a challenge for mm. for me is like recognizing. I don't think it. a lot of women talk about that though. You know, I don't I think totally that's agree. ever like we've interviewed mostly women from all of our founders. I mean, most more than half of them, and I don't think it's ever even been a topic of discussion. Yeah, um, and it's really interesting because I don't think people even like for me, like I've never even thought of that. Yeah, you know, but I mean, I'm sure it happens. I literally track mm-hmm. what's happening in my moods. Like I'll write in my notes, like <laughs> started to cry when I heard this song and I'll write these notes down and then I'll notice like a cust- somebody had said some, this was like a few, this was probably six months ago now. Um, somebody had said something to me and it was very short. It wasn't even mean. It was just short yeah. and to the point, which is fine. And I actually usually like that. And I got very hurt about it. And I'm, I was like, I got to check my notes. I check my notes. Oh, 17th. I get emotional. Yep. Perfect. This is just my hormones. So like tracking oh, my body yeah. and my emotions has been game changer <laughs> because otherwise you feel like these emotions that you're mm-hmm. feeling people really are hurting you. Mm -hmm. And the reality is it could just be a hormone swing. It could Mm -hmm. be you're overtired. It could be something. So just being aware that Mm -hmm. as a woman, you have these things that other challenges. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like recognizing that because Mm -hmm. we don't, we're hard on ourselves Mm -hmm. and we'll be like, it's just having a bad day. And it's like, it's okay. Just, you can go to bed. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> That's great. So now as a woman, what another challenge do you face? Because we interview a few women in Chibunu, and I know for a fact Sivan she faced those challenges. Because man, it's usually an asses. Uh, so <laughs> what a challenge do you face? Because usually men like look at we are like how we face those challenges. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like because usually business it's dominated by man. Usually yeah. man want to uh, So I have a very I'm sure I feel that my answer will be different than a lot of the people that you spoke to. 
I feel like besides the physical challenges that are because I'm weak and because I have a menstrual cycle, those things are challenging for me personally. Other than that, I genuinely feel that being a woman has opened up more doors than shut doors. I feel like Mm. it has. I I wasn't I wasn't alive starting a business in the 50s and Mm. 60s, so I can't compare myself to that. All I know is what I know now. And I know that I can get discounts for putting my product on shelves that isn't available to men. I have all these things that are available to me as a Mm -hmm. woman and there may not be available to men. And so in my eyes, I have only been helped for my, which it's kind of, I'm a little, I don't love that aspect of it. I don't, I've made it a point to not, I don't take discounts for being a woman. Mm. I don't list myself as woman owned because, Mm. and it's nothing, not that I'm not proud to be a woman, but I don't want somebody to purchase my product because I'm a woman. Mm. I want them to purchase my product because they love it. Mm -hmm. Accept me to a market because you love my product and you, you know, I'm going to bring the fun and it's going to be a great time. Don't accept me because of my gender. That's not Mm. important to me. That's not important to my brand. It's important is that we're fun. We, Mm -hmm. we bring joy and all those other things. So I don't, I don't enjoy being looked at Mm. as, um, I really reject the victim mentality of all that. And I really want to make sure that I'm viewed as just a founder and that there's no special treatment Mm -hmm. needed. I'm going to make it on my own. You don't have to give me anything for free. I can sit in the same circle as the man and I'm going to make it just as far. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, if now, if I come for you and tell you, you know, what you, uh, you have a boyfriend, yes? Yes. So if I call you boyfriend, I tell him we have Alina here. One thing we should not know about Alina, what do you think he's going to tell us? You should uh, not know about. I don't know. Oh, what should he, what should you not know about me? I wish you could call him and ask him that. Oh, <laughs> uh, that I use way too much dry shampoo and I like, <laughs> don't wash my hair every day. <laughs> I'm running around. So now if we call your parents because they work with yeah. you in the business, what is it they, is they tell us you should know about Lena in this business sense? This uh, is what really she you should know about her. You should ask about this point. What do you think they're gonna tell us? That if I'm I'm really, really tired mm. and you burnt something in the kitchen, don't tell me. <laughs> like <laughs> fix it <laughs> and then tell me in a couple of days. <laughs> So now if you go, you go for now, go back, like if now yourself, you tell yourself two years ago, one thing you should like, oh, I should not, I wish if I know this when I start, what you can, what from so far from what you learned from your experience, you go for two years back, you see, I wish if I know this before I start from I, your experience. I would tell myself like something that I've made peace with now is that if I do my best every single day, the rest is in God's hands and it's mm. out of my control. I can't control the weather. I can't control everything. So do your best. Try. want Give it 100% every time you can. And the rest is like in the universe. It's out of your control and be okay with that. Whatever is your journey is your journey. Let it be. That's Amazing. what I would tell myself. Amazing. Um do you have a question for? Is no, that, but I want to. I want to get into the rapid. Questions? Oh my rapid! Oh, <laughs> oh rapid! I should take a sip of water. These are easy. Okay, they're just like fun personality okay. questions. All right, what's your favorite food? Ooh, um, I'm gluten free, dairy free, and egg free. But prior to that, <laughs> eggplant parm would Ooh, be like yummy. my death row meal, along with gold fever wings from the ninety nine. Mm. Oh, yummy! Wow. Um, what's your favorite movie? Ooh, knocked up. That's a good one. I don't know why. It's just it just kills me. I can't, I don't know why. This is uh one was uh the the news anchor. Yeah, she gets pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's just like a, the sister is beyond yeah, yeah, funny. Yeah. It's so great. Yeah. Um what's your favorite kind of music? Ooh. Um well, I'm a big time Britney Spears fan. <laughs> she like I feel like growing up, she was just like the coolest thing of all yeah. time. So Basically, anything Britney, um, I support her in all of her decisions, even though she's going through a rough patch. Um, but I don't know. I don't listen to a lot of music because yeah. I have so much going on in here yeah. that, like, I like silence because I'm thinking about stuff. Yeah. So I guess but outside of um, Britney Spears, I like, I like like, techno and house mm-hmm. music. Mm-hmm. I love Vegas. I love, like, mm-hmm. the high energy mm-hmm. environment. So maybe that yeah. type of music. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, are you a tea or a coffee person? 
Ooh, I'm both. Mm-hmm. I like coffee in the morning and tea by three. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Amazing. The same for me. <laughs> what do you favorite tea ever? Ooh, I've always drank like regular traditional tea with yeah. milk and mm-hmm. honey. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, are you a day or night person? Ooh. I used to be a both person. Mm-hmm. Like I used to be able to wake up at 530, go to the gym, do mm-hmm. my whole day, then like yeah party all night and get home at 2 a.m. And yeah. I could do that. And it was yeah. totally fine. Now I would say more of a morning person. Mm-hmm. Probably like I get pretty tired around <laughs> nine. <laughs> it shifts over time. Yeah, as you get across the 30 threshold, you're like, oh, I'm a little more tired now. Um, you might have already answered this, but what's your favorite book? Oh, like um, actually, my favorite book is not. I do love Delivering Happiness, but. Mm-hmm. I would say I really liked a lot of Malcolm Gladwell's books that kind mm-hmm. of talked about like the tipping point outliers were really interesting. But there was one book that I've read and it was kind of about marketing. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of it now, but they it's the study of different extraordinary businesses like mm-hmm. this place that serves Philly cheesesteaks with gold chips on it. And oh, wow. just like different ways that different businesses um, got into the limelight and mm-hmm. different techniques they use. Mm-hmm. And they talk about rule la and different companies who tried. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one. And then my all-time favorite book is Freakonomics. I was an economics minor in mm-hmm. college, and I love economics. I just mm-hmm. don't have all the time in the world. To, so mm-hmm. you went from economic, uh, economic to fashion? I was a fashion design major with yeah. an economics minor. Oh, <laughs> I just loved it. To... And like, yeah, yeah. I loved the study of these little economies that were like just if you haven't read Freakonomics like the best book ever Mm -hmm. so fascinating I gotta gotta check it it out yeah it's so good Um, tell us one person who inspires you oh um, I would say the founder of uh, outside from Tony Shea from Zappos um, the founder of Spanx Sarah Mm -hmm. Blakely I think her name is she's really Really inspirational about mm-hmm. moving the lady, forward. She had five thousand dollars, started the business with a five thousand dollars. Now is that business like yeah? She dollars. sold it for however uh, many whatever, billions. Yeah, and like, there's the video of her telling all of her employees, "You're getting like fifteen grand to yeah, go yeah, anywhere yeah, you yeah, want," yeah. and yeah. just like seeing how happy her employees are yeah. to work for her, and mm-hmm. it just is really a nice thing. And she always says, like, you can. Be nice and own a business. Yeah, like yeah. you can, and I feel like that's so true. Yeah, actually, I saw an interview her. with her. She was very smart. Also. Oh, she's genius. Uh, she's like very smart, and she was working full time job actually when she started the whole idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's very smart. Yeah, very and smart. she she did a Valentine's Day special once yeah. where she talks about when she met her husband and how mm-hmm. she knew he was the one, and she says, you know. You want to find somebody who, when your star gets brighter, their star gets brighter. And that was so Mm -hmm. meaningful to me because I feel like there's so many people you meet along your way, friends, you know, whoever Mm -hmm. it is. And the more success you have, it kind of makes them uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But your real cheerleaders, and especially you would want your significant other to be that Mm -hmm. way, Mm -hmm. like really get so much joy out of you. And advice to stay away from those people. Right. Uh, yeah, trust me. Yeah, so because those people ruin totally. everything. Totally agree. Bring you down with you, them because yeah. they actually, we, we like we. It's tough. I have yeah. too many stories. It's so hard. Anyway. Yeah, but you got to be. It's okay. hard enough to be motivated yeah. and to do and work so hard every day and to right. produce what you're producing, and then it's it's even more difficult when you have folks in your network that you love them to death, but they're just not good for you in motivation and they will they'll drag you down yeah. and they might not mean to but they totally do yeah you know you have so. to just be okay with you know i can't can't have this in my life uh, yeah and just yeah. like positive like yeah. it's all about positive totally i agree Absolutely. um what do you think about setting goals i think setting goals is so fun mm-hmm. i love it i love it's like my favorite thing to do is think about like, oh, what should we do for the holidays? Let's I have a goal of doing these gift boxes with like these beautiful salts made mm-hmm. in Ipswich and these like gourmet popcorn made in Canada. Like I have all these great ideas and goals and I think it's exciting and it's fun and it's one of mm-hmm. my favorite things to do. But I think also being okay with not hitting your goal in a specific mm-hmm. time frame mm-hmm. because you don't want to get yourself nuts over it. Yeah, and like totally stress yourself out. And somebody yeah. we were just interviewing recently that said 
they don't actually set goals. They set Intention. intentions, which I thought was yeah. really interesting because I never thought about it that way. And we're always like, goal, goal, goal. Like you got to, you know, you got to reach the goal by the certain time and blah, blah, blah. And it's so stressful, you know, yeah. but it's a, if you set intentions of what you want to accomplish and what yeah. you want to do, then it's more of a journey. You yeah. Know, it's she, more she, like that. You're on your way to she, doing she, what she yeah, is the founder of Flair. Flair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She is the founder of Flair. She's very, very, uh, a fast growing company in Cambridge. Um, yeah, this she said this mm-hmm. actually very make, make a lot of sense. Yeah, because the way she talked about explained very yeah. well. Now, uh, actually, I do have a question for you. When you talk about uh, your product, actually, I do. I want to make sure we bring this back. You are in the stores. You are in uh, uh, liquor stores. Also, you are online. Yes. Yeah, we sell online direct yeah. to customers. We ship. We cold ship, so it's a little more expensive because we use ice packs yeah. and mm-hmm. special materials, and we we ship them out all over the country. So you ship through the whole country, yes. yeah? Okay. Yeah, we go, okay. we do, we do ship to California. That's extremely expensive. Yeah. I don't necessarily recommend that, but <laughs> we do have. I mean, I just shipped to California yesterday. Um, people who love the product, they don't care where they send it to; they'll, okay. they'll buy it. So yeah, we ship all the time from our website. And what's the name of the website? Um, DrinkSimpleSips.com. Oh, yeah. com. Dot com. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Why you add the drink? Why is not simple? Because Simple Sips was too expensive for me it's to buy when I started the company, <laughs> <laughs> and I just I didn't have like over a thousand dollars to buy it. So I figured mm. I'll do that later on. Yeah. But now mm-hmm. Drink Simple Sips is on all my stuff, so, so yeah. I stuck with it. Mm-hmm. Good. I like okay. it. Um, are you a dog or a cat person? Ooh, I am a dog person. Dog. I have been attacked in the night by many cats <laughs> <laughs> from and my cats roommates. My roommates' cat, yeah. so I am like definitely. I don't. I don't hate cats, but I'm a dog person. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I love cats because I love animals in yeah. general, but they're vicious. <laughs> yeah, and they like knock they're, things off the table when yeah. you're like they'll like look at you. and They're be like, unpredictable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're unpredictable. I think that's what the thing is. Um, what's your biggest fear? Oh, my biggest fear is overpromising and not delivering. Mm-hmm. I cannot stand that. I would much rather be like under promise over deliver. I mm-hmm. do not like when I made a promise to somebody, you'll have this or we'll have this order for you or you'll get this by the I just cannot stand when I I I can't get somebody what they want or what mm-hmm. they need. And so yeah. I I mean, I've driven like up to New Hampshire to deliver cocktails that like didn't mm-hmm. make it by someone's party mm-hmm. <laughs> once oh because goodness. it's just like it kills me yeah. when I want everyone to be happy. And so mm-hmm. like that's super hard for me when, yeah. you know, I try to always under promise so I can always over deliver. Yeah, absolutely. Set up the expectation. This is actually one yeah. very good advice for any entrepreneur. Set up the expectation. Yeah. Business in general. Yeah. Set, yeah. Set because when you general. people remember, like if you mess up, They'll never forget that. But if you get it to them sooner than you said, or you went a little bit above and beyond, always remember that. Oh, oh, yes. Absolutely. Um, What do you miss most about being a kid? Oh, I miss that you just woke up and you didn't have to do anything, (laughs) but you couldn't do anything. Yeah. It was so fun. And I grew up in Medford, just north of Boston, so there was a lot of parks around, and I miss just like heading off to the park and like doesn't yeah. matter see you later <laughs> what a, no one's calling yeah. me and i miss the days before cell phones when like you couldn't get in touch with me yeah you know now it's just constant <laughs> but i miss that yeah um and the final question is one word that describes you i would say um one word i hope that describes me is joy mm-hmm. i i would i have you have you ever seen um what's the movie about the feelings, upside down or something like that? Inside mm. Out, that's the name of it. Mm-mm. And one of the character, it's like a it's a kids movie. Yeah. One of the characters is Joy, and mm-hmm. like you know, there's like anger, who's always like in a bad mood, <laughs> and then Joy comes in and she's like, "Hello," and like so happy, <laughs> and everyone's like annoyed with it. And I feel like I have like a little Joy doll that one of my friends got me in a cup that says Joy. But I I always I hope that that's the one word that mm-hmm. describes me and I hope it comes through in my business and in mm-hmm. my product. And I hope that that's what people feel when they meet me, when they mm-hmm. meet my employees, when they taste our drinks. Mm-hmm. I hope that's like the one word. Amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, great. So the final segment is finish the sentence. Ooh, All right. I'm so when I, when I started my business, I wish I knew this. How to pasteurize my product and extend <laughs> my shelf life past 30 days. <laughs> All right, great. Leadership for me is about what? 
making sure people have what they need from me to be successful and that Mm -hmm. they feel supported and that they're happy doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. The one thing that makes a great team member is being open-minded to anybody's suggestion, no matter who they are, when they started, whoever it could be the intern that started yesterday. It could be your boss who's been there for 30 years, whatever the idea is like be open to it. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Uh, Challenges in life or business are what? Only 24 hours in a day and needing to have more hours than that. Wearing, being the salesperson, Mm -hmm. being the packaging person, being the delivery person, being the person who's making everything, just being Mm -hmm. the every person and knowing when and what to offboard off your plate. Mm -hmm. Because if you offboard the wrong thing, Mm -hmm. you're kind of giving up something that could be really essential to your brand. Mm -hmm. But if you offboard the right thing... Mm-hmm. That can be free up your space. Completely changing. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, in five years, my business will be what? Attached to a bar that we can <laughs> serve simple sips at and everyone can come in and have a good time and we can have free shots for everyone and have a big headquarters that people are excited to come to work. Yeah. And we just have women who can have families and still mm-hmm. work with us and feel like they have a balance and mm-hmm. just everyone that surrounds the business is happy. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Uh, the person with the most influence on me is probably my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I really value his opinion mm-hmm. on what we're doing. And he's really, really smart and really thoughtful. And he's not afraid to be like, mm, I don't know if that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. And so I really appreciate <laughs> that. Kind of keeps you in check. Yeah. I know <laughs> he'll tell me the truth. And I, yeah. I value that big time. Yeah. Good. Amazing. Um, the way I handle challenges in my business is um deep breaths Mm -hmm. um i i honestly not at the risk of sounding like creepy religious i pray on it Mm -hmm. i if something happens that i feel could impact my business negatively Mm -hmm. or it could be anything a Mm -hmm. customer had a weird experience whatever it is and it makes me really anxious Mm -hmm. i breathe i'm like god just give me the strength to Mm -hmm figure out the right answer Mm -hmm. and like help the right answer come to me. Yeah. And, and then I always sleep on it for one to two days Mm -hmm. and then make a decision. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Um, the best advice I would give someone is just go, just do it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you are a freshman in college and you have Mm -hmm. an idea, make a folder on your computer that says fake plants. I want to make fake plants Mm -hmm. and buy some fake plant things on Amazon and make them and then put a table out and sell Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Do whatever you want to do. It could be anything. Just get started Mm -hmm. because every second you spend trying it, even if that's not the business you end up doing, Mm -hmm. you're learning something and it's guiding you towards the the place that you want to go to. Just put your feet on the ground. It's like shoveling snow one at a time. And then you get to the end and you're like, my God, I have this really cool business. And just just move. Just get in the car and go. Okay, great. And the final one is, if given the opportunity to do differently, I would do blank. I would probably hire support a little sooner. I just Mm -hmm. hired the first people, Mm -hmm. kind of like an executive assistant role, but Mm -hmm. maybe hired somebody in that role a little bit sooner because mm-hmm. it's really freed me up to, I was so scared to spend the money cause I'm self-funding. Mm-hmm. So I was really nervous to, I want to make sure I'm making very sound financial decisions. Mm-hmm. And, um, I wish I had done it a little sooner because they're mm-hmm. like applying for markets. Mm-hmm. Somebody can help me with that. I don't need yeah. to be doing every little detail. So I, no. I wish I did that sooner. Amazing. Great. So that is it. So, the, fir- the final few questions, um, what does the future look like for you personally and for the business? Oh, I hope that my sister's pregnant, so I hope that my future is me hanging out with my niece or nephew. You don't know who it is. And um, she lives in Newberry. My boyfriend lives in Newburyport. We spend a lot of time up there. So figuring out my balance enough to mm-hmm. be able to have some time outside and 
doing what I love and being with my family. Mm -hmm. And hopefully that's what my future holds. Amazing. You might need a couple more staff. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna keep keep hiring. (laughs) Um, And what impact do you want to have on the world? I have a lot of impact that I want to make on the world. And I just don't know if there's enough lifetimes for me Mm -hmm. to do it all. Um, This is very off topic, but I think the foster care system Mm -hmm. has so much potential to be revamped. And Mm -hmm. there's so many children who just need homes. And I think Mm -hmm. that there's a lot of opportunity to do some charity work there that I want to at some point. And I Mm -hmm. think my dream is to have a branch of our business that is philanthropic based. And I would Mm -hmm. love to support young girls at that age when they're awkward they're just getting their hormones they're Mm -hmm. figuring out how to deal with the mean girl and Mm -hmm. who am i becoming as a person and Mm -hmm. um support them and give schools tools to support young women as Mm -hmm. they're growing up and help them become the best version of themselves so Mm -hmm. i think that would be my dream amazing just amazing and so if someone's looking to learn more or to get in touch where can they find more information. Yeah. So I highly recommend following us on Instagram because mm-hmm. that's where we post the most fun stuff and you can see what we're doing. You can, mm-hmm. any message you send, it'll go to me directly. Mm-hmm. You can get in touch with me that way. Um, our, our contact form is right on the website. Mm-hmm. You can go to uh, drinksimplesips.com, get in touch with us that way. Really, any way that you want to get in touch with us, you can mm-hmm. pretty much pretty much get in touch with me because I'm mm-hmm. the only one. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. This is great. Thanks thank for having you, me. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Founder Thought. You can find more episodes wherever you listen to podcasts or on the web at founderthought.com. Founder Thought is a production of Pepper Game.